0: Through an odd set of circumstances, which will be a story for another day, I recently came into an acquaintance with a, a Protestant minister. And one day we were meeting for coffee in the new coffee shop down in the valley. And we talked about our churches and our ministries. And he told me about a mission trip that his church takes. They go to Rome. And of course I went, Rome? He said, yeah. One would think of all the places there was on earth, that would be the place that didn't need a lot of uh, uh, discipling, or of, of, of um, reaching out to people. And he says, but there are a lot of displaced persons there living in parks and on the streets, migrating from other nations. And one of the things they do is go to the parks in Rome and Play soccer or something and get some people together and try to give people assistance and be a witness to the faith. Not necessarily converting anybody, but being that first introduction to the faith, that first contact. Contact. So he goes to Rome, the city that Paul wrote to about this morning, saying to all the beloved of Rome called to be holy, right? And he told me about how many Muslims he encounters there. And he said it's quite a challenge because despite what we hear, we differ on some very significant beliefs. And to help me understand this, he recommended a book entitled Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus by Nabil Qureshi, a former very devout Muslim who became Christian. It's a good book to read if for no other reason to help us, to help Christians, remember exactly what it is that we have in our faith. In this book, Nabil wrote about his faith. What was the message Muhammad considered so important? Essentially this, God is not a father, and he has no son. In no way can God be considered a father. As a matter of fact, to say so would be blasphemy, according to them. God is simply too far above us for us to be able to relate to him in this way. Furthermore, God would never, ever, ever come down upon earth. He continued writing in his book. But how is it conceivable that Allah, the highest being of all, would enter into this world? This world is filthy and sinful. No place for the one who deserves all glory and all praise. And how could I even begin to suggest that God, the magnificent, the splendid creator would enter into this world through the birth canal of a girl that's disgusting to have to eat, to grow fatigued and to sweat and spill blood and to be finally nailed to the cross. I cannot believe this. God deserves infinitely more. His majesty is far greater than this. But when he began to entertain the idea that God may want to be called father, he asked himself, but what if his majesty is not as important to him as his children are? That changes everything. What if we have a God like this, so intimate, so loving, and so personally caring, That's huge. And we are just so accustomed to hearing it, used to having it in our lives that it can easily be forgotten how magnificent and unique and special this is. That there is a God, and this God knows you personally and intimately. And in knowing every detail there is to know about you, especially the parts that each of us prefer to keep hidden. He loves you. God loves you. And not in just a general way. God does not love humanity. He loves individuals. And not from a distance. He wants to demonstrate it to you by drawing you you in, adopting you, making you his sons and daughters and inviting you to call him father. Can you imagine never having this concept and then being introduced to it for the very first time? God as father, God is your father. How marvelous would that sound? In recounting a conversation that Nabil was having with David, his best friend, who would ultimately bring him to conversion, he recounts a conversation in which he asks, Then what hope is there for us, David? David smiled reassuringly. Only the grace of God. But why would he want to give me his grace? Because he loves you. And why would he love me, a sinner? Because he's your father. David's words hit me powerfully. I had heard Christians call God Father but it never clicked. Only when trying to figure out why God would give me mercy and grace when I deserved none, did the gears start turning. Psychologists tell us uh, this is why our earthly fathers are so terribly important to our faith. A father trying his best gives his children the idea of the perfect love of the father If my dad would not withhold his love from me, how much less would my heavenly father? So thank you dads for being dads and help us understanding the love of our father. In an article in First Things from Mecca to Rome, Sam Sweeney writes, we would be untrue to ourselves as Catholics if we discount the possibility that God is looking out for the church by leading Muslims to it. We Western Christians may have been robbed of the possibility of naive faith in our skeptical secular age, but not everyone has. What a wonderful beneficial lesson for us to take someone else's perspective with a second naivete and see God as Father who loves you as son or daughter. In the place where he most wants to meet you, is where you are most damaged, where you are most hurting, where you think you are most ugly, where you are afraid, sinful, and self-loathing. And he wants to love you there because that's what a dad is supposed to do. When God came to earth, he didn't come to all of our most wonderful and safe places, meeting only beautiful, successful, holy people, witnessing only the incredible successes of mankind. He did not even come to a stable home with an intact family. Mary, his mother, was pregnant under mysterious circumstances, we heard this morning, and Joseph was thinking of parting up the family born into obscurity in an unimportant municipality, low economic status, manual labor, homelessness, at least temporarily, living in unsanitary conditions, particularly for a newborn, had a murder plot against him, and he and his family were on the run. We dress all this up because we know the outcome of the story and we say, oh, isn't this a sweet story? But it is an ugly, hard, dirty mess. And that's exactly where God wanted to come. Because if he is to bring about healing, he has to come to where there is hurting. And that is where your father wants to come to you today. If you will let him be born in you. Not in the perfect facade that so many people like to present on their Facebook page but where you need your Father's love, his touch, his healing. That is where this Father comes and he waits for you to open your secret door to him.